Hello and welcome back to the Miracle Minded Podcast. This is Nicole Sylvester and today you are going to want to grab your pen, your paper and prepare to take notes. I would love to hear what part of this podcast, what share, what story, what experience resonates with you. I recorded this live as an Instagram live and I simultaneously recorded it to share it over here with you all on the podcast because it's such an important story. And the fact is, I did not intend on sharing this with you. I did not intend on making an Instagram live today. It was one of those moments where I woke up and I was doing my morning routine. I was getting things done. I was in a zone and it just landed. And I knew I had to bring this message to you all. The thing about this message that's so important is, A, I know what it's like to be in a space where you are working on a breakthrough. You are praying about it. You are journaling about it. Perhaps you've invested money in it in the past. Maybe there's things that you're actively working on. You're reading a book. You're talking to your friends about it. And it feels like you're hitting a wall. I want to talk to you about what it's been like and what has been present with me throughout the last decade when I've had unrealistic periods and seasons of transformation things that don't make sense, things that have blown my mind, things that have blown my doctor's mind, things that my peers have been like, what the hell? I mean, I was literally just talking to one of my friends yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe some of these things have unfolded this way. And I love it because I remind myself of my own miracles as I'm leaning in to new miracles. How about you? And sometimes we actually are borrowing, receiving information and looking for evidence in other people. That's the thing too. And that's why things like podcasts, YouTube, all of these avenues that I can meet you and be with you. There's people that listen to this podcast from all over the world. And it really blows my mind. Like I, right now I'm, I'm on my laptop and I'm going to look. And when I look at my Podbean account, which is where I host this, and I see what is happening, like what this message, where it reaches and how many people, it's hard to grasp. It's really incredible and it's a blessing, but I love that it's an avenue that I get to share this information. So if you have not already, get something to write with. If you're able, if you're like me, you might be driving. I love a good drive with like a good beverage and just going on a ride and receiving a podcast. But I want to invite you to receive this one in a deeper way. I want to invite you to not only allow this to be information that lands for you and gets you like, oh, that's that's inspiring or that's exciting. I really want you to sit with yourself and after this podcast, really be with the question of how can you lean into your season of transformation and what does unrealistic transformation mean to you? Where are you being attached to your realistic transformation? Where are you being attached to the reality that you see right now? Where are you stuck in a reality that has felt like it's just so tough to break out of? I want you to know that you are a creator and that you have more power and influence than you realize. Now, before we get this started, you may already be subscribed to this podcast. And if you are, I'm so happy to have you as part of this Miracle-Minded family. If you have not subscribed, I'm going to ask you to subscribe so you can get these updates, these unexpected sessions and teachings and tools and tips for breakthrough. Go ahead and subscribe. And 
I want to say, if you have not already left a review on the podcast, your podcast means the world to me. Your support by leaving a review is how I can reach even more people, get this message to more people around the world. And it's an inspirational thing for guests. They see that people are listening. They see that this podcast is worth them coming on to, which, hello, of course we know it is. But it is something that supports the mission here. So if you get something from this, if you love listening to this podcast, I would ask that you leave your review and I have a gift for you because I am just so grateful for that review. So go ahead and leave your review of the podcast. Take a screenshot and you can DM it to me on Instagram. You can send it to email at support at NicoleSylvester.com or send it through Instant Messenger on Facebook. I think it's called Instant Messenger, but you know what I mean. In the DMs, send that screenshot and we will go ahead and send you your free gift as a thank you for supporting the show and leaving your review. Now, in the meantime, get ready. It's time to open your heart to a season of unrealistic transformation. There's something in your life that you're ready to break through on. There's something in your life that you're ready to get beyond yourself on. There's something in your life that is about to be a season of miracles. And if you're ready, just say yes and keep listening because here it goes. Enjoy. So seasons of unrealistic transformation, I want to talk about what that is. And first I want to invite you to feel into, are you intending this season? When you look back on this time, when you look back in it's spring of 2023 or just 2023 in general, how do you want to feel about the intent that you put forward at this time? What you wanted to create, what you want to show up for? What showed up for me this morning when I said that there was like information is there were like these four or five times in my life where it just didn't make sense to have the kind of transformation that I had. And I'm not talking about business transformation. That's cool. That's fun. A lot of people have that. But there were times where it felt like something much more serious, something that felt much more insurmountable. And there was a key. If I look back, before I even knew the teachers that talk about some of these things today, there was an understanding that I had, and I want to share it with you, and I want to invite you to see how you really implement this in your life, if you implement this in your life, and if you don't, today's the day to start. So I'm just going to go over these patterns so that you understand, like you can apply it to anything. So first, if we're going all the way back, For me, it was like these patterns of toxic relationships. If you all have read my memoir, which by the way, my memoir in its current form is like only going to be available for probably another week, maybe another few days because we're changing it. So here's the deal. Patterns of toxic relationships. That felt so insurmountable to me because I had only seen and recognized like in my family relationships where there was love and very intense pain. And it felt like I was addicted to it. It felt like I didn't know how to turn it off. I felt like I was just one of those women that this was the kind of love I was going to have. And there was those other kind of women that were like magical creatures. 
And they just knew how to get along with people, have great friends and have great lovers. I had toxic of everything (laughs) and it felt like, I don't know how I would ever get over this. That was the one thing. The next was when I had the diagnosis of having a panic disorder and I would just have panic attacks all over at any given time. And they were like full on panic attacks, like pass out, blackout panic attacks. I had an ER had, or not an ER, ambulance had to come to our place when we first moved to California. I mean, it was extreme. And I was under 30 years old. I was just under 30, but my body felt like I was 70. And I was given all these medications. And basically the doctor was like, you have this chemical imbalance. This is who you are. You're going to have to take these medications if you want to live a normal life. And the medications made me feel like a zombie. So I just knew I was like, there has to be another way. So I got curious. And then as I knew more about what it took to kind of heal this on my own, what I realized was how am I going to lower my stress? I mean, I'm a solo mom. I have all these things that happen. Like for those of you that know my story, like I was still getting over PTSD from the murder that happened at my house and cleaning these things up. I was like, how can I bring my stress levels down? Like, I don't know how, but I found, I found in that time, I will say that I found meditation and I found breath work and I found how to get out of my head and to find the present moment. But moving on, there were other seasons that really called for unrealistic transformation. And that was getting out of poverty level. You know, when someone is living at a poverty level, meaning that you're at this like deep state of money victimhood where you feel like your only choice, my only choice felt like I have to ask the government for assistance to help us get food, to help us get by. That is a very specific consciousness level. It's not good or bad. It's just where I was. And it's also where my family was. So it felt like it was, again, it did not feel realistic that this would drastically change anytime soon. Are y'all following me with this? So what I want to say about this is there was still more. So of course I broke through that and I did go from making 12,000 in one year to 204,000 the next year. So that was totally unrealistic. And people are like, what the hell happened? How did you do it? Nikki did that. Cause that's who I used to be. Um, hi, Alicia. So the next one was up leveling my business then, because then it was like, okay, well, I had to work really hard. I had to do this every single day. I had to sell this at this price. How can I make more by doing less and having and doing having more space for myself? And then there was an up leveling. But since then, I will say there's been healing wounds that have resurfaced. There's so much stuff that has come up and it does not feel realistic because in the 3D, it is what it is, right? How many of you have felt that you had something and there's probably something going on in your life right now where it feels like, I don't know how this is going to change in a really big way. It could be a health issue. Like I've had this health issue for a long time. How is it going to change? It says this in my labs. My doctor says this. It could be that you have a money limitation that you've been hitting and hitting and hitting. And you're like, how, 
How will I change it? Everything that has happened has demonstrated to me that I can't change it. I've done the things. I've invested in the things. I've practiced. I've tried. I want to say this. I feel you. I have too. All of those things. But there's something that I have always known. And when I first knew it, it was kind of an intuitive thing. Like back when I was diagnosed with um, the panic disorder, when I had those unhealthy relationships and it was like pattern after pattern after pattern, I knew it was generational. It was more of an intuitive thing because I wasn't introduced to teachers and teachings. But you have to understand that these things are just universal principles. It's a life. And then the more that I got around incredible teachers and people that know these things, scientists and medical doctors and metaphysical um, people, I realized it was just confirming all of it. And the key is that you just cannot be the same person. You, as you are today, are not the person that unlocks this. And this is a paradox because it's like, you are you. You're not going to shape shift into another person. You're not going to shape shift. And when I say another person, like some other random person, if you have like me, if you have dark brown hair and you have brown eyes, you're not going to shape shift into a blonde hair, blue eyed person that lives somewhere else with different parents. Like that's not it. But you have to understand that you right now, you have a current set of ways of being on this planet in your day how you perceive yourself. You have a personality, a constructed identity, and all of these things are shaping the way you experience life. They shape your financial health. They shape your physical health. It is a big deal. And when we say that we're ready for a season of unrealistic transformation, we have to understand that we have to not only take in information because Information can give us a boost. We have to be willing to be a different human. And this is where most people get caught up. Because to be a different human, you're going to have to feel some uncomfortable things because you may have to say no to some things. To be a different human in this way, you may not respond to certain people the same way. And that might be triggering. That might be triggering to them, might be triggering to you. And then that's where people get caught up because they're so like, I have to please this person. I cannot give myself full permission to be who I need to be in this new season, to surrender to the radical transformation. It's like a little vortex that just will take over if you're willing to do it. You may have to wake up and do your mornings differently. You may have to go to sleep differently. You may have to cut out certain things. But more importantly, you have to feel differently about what's possible for you. And here's what I want to share with you because I hear people telling me this. I mean, I get emails, I get DMs and I hear from my clients and I know from my personal experience, but what I get is this sense of, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out how I can solve this health issue. I'm trying to figure out how I can solve this money issue. I'm trying to figure out how I can get this to reach there. I'm trying to figure these things out as the human I am now. And I can't figure it out because it's freaking draining me because you can't figure it out from this state of being. You can't, you got to let go. You have to let go. So one of the things that was present in all of those things, because really the patterns of toxic relationships continued until 
Like I shared all of, I have a little list over here. Okay. On my um, little wall, <laughs> I have a list because I, I didn't want to forget about all these things because I know that whoever is here is either navigating one of these things or you're still working through the shame, the limitation, the stories of one of these things from the past. And you don't realize it because that's how this stuff works. We're like little Russian dolls, the stackable dolls. It just keeps parts of your personality. Just keep you outgrow them. If you're doing the work, some people never do. There's some people that you literally went to school with in college, maybe and in your early twenties, you see them now, maybe you're in your thirties or forties. They're doing the same petty things. They're, they're speaking the same way. They have the same set of what's available to them, what's not. But I decided that I didn't want to be that. And for those of us that are really like, I'm not fucking around here. You really have to understand this. You have to be a different human. And being a different human means that you're going to have to kind of turn off the human that you're being right now. And what do I mean by that? It's a thing that no one wants to do. People don't want to be still. People don't want to just put the phone down. I ask people, when's the last time you did a phone-free day? Some people are like just, it's it's this constant of information, a constant of leaving yourself and getting like locked into who you're being. And I'm really inviting you into a new territory, but you will have to kind of press pause on who you're being and be willing to tune into who you can truly become. And you can get a glimpse of that, or shall I say, your body can say, I really like that idea when you get excited by listening to this, or when you really get excited by listening to one of my podcast episodes or going to an event, you get an experience like, I'm ready for that. That feels good. Let's go. But to really undergo a radical transformation that like people are like, how on earth did that just happen? And I say that because I've gone through many of them. You're going to have to press pause on who you're being. You're going to have to sit still and you're going to have to raise your awareness because you won't know how to be a new human if you don't become aware of what you're doing now that is limiting you. And you have to be willing to catch it. It's like, oh, I see who I'm being there. That's not going to cut it. Oh, I see I'm making this decision. It's coming from lack. That's not going to cut it. Oh, I see I'm still doing this thing that feels like I'm doing it from the part of me that was sick. The part of me that was not well, I see myself projecting this onto my future. We have to really catch these things within ourselves and we can't catch them without awareness. So if I look at my family, which I love them very, I love them. And I look at me and I I do wonder this because it's just like an experiment. I'm like, what did I do differently? Some people could say, well, you just had a call from God. Like there's a call on your life and that's why, but I don't, that's not enough. It's not enough. What I believe, and this is my theory, and I'm I'm saying my family because we share DNA, we shared environments, and we share all that stuff. But if we look at just humans, what makes some people really have a radical transformation and what makes some not? You have to be willing to really embody the person that you're going to become. And in a way that it rocks your world. And to me, it's like you have to have times of being mindful. Mindfulness is key to knowing who you've been being and who you want to be moving forward. 
being mindful is how you get to know the personality, which is not the truth of your divinity. Now, here's another key that I want to bring in that I didn't even have planned for this, but it is a key. There's a, there's there's several. I could do a whole course on this, but I want to just do this live. Is that you have to know how to access your divinity. You have to know how to access your innocence. To me, they're very similar. You have to know how to embody unconditional love, at least for periods of time. Now, this was key for me because I never really experienced unconditional love. And for a lot of people that are going through some of those things I I said in the beginning, like, yeah, a lot of people are trying to up-level their business. That's great. But for people going through those other things that are really like, to me, have a deeper thing going down, the patterns of toxic relationships, the diagnosis, the health thing of um, panic disorder and anxiety, and then living at poverty level, those people that experience that may not have, like me, had an experience where it's like, I just know unconditional love. I didn't know. I knew that my, I knew that people loved me, but I always experienced some sort of uh, revenge or, or hate or a physical abuse with the people that loved me. So it wasn't something that I knew naturally. And this is key. But this has been a great gift for me as a teacher because my teachers or my teachings have been imbued with this because I understand that it's a missing link in a lot of places. But if I just say unconditional love here, you might be like, well, I don't know how to experience it because my heart feels closed. I feel survival. I feel afraid. My nervous system is totally dysregulated. I don't know how to get through the tension and actually allow myself to surrender and feel that. But that's that's the work I teach. But what I want to say is that this other key, they go together, is that you have to be willing to be different, but not from I'm going to be different and I'm going to force my way through the life. I'm going to muscle my way through this. It's like I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different. I'm going to watch. I'm going to witness. I'm going to respond, not react. I'm going to clean things up. I'm going to catch myself. I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to have a ton of grace because this stuff is messy and it can be feeling kind of icky sometimes. You got to have that grace. But that divinity piece, that unconditional love piece, to me, in these periods and in these moments I'm talking about, I had windows and pockets where I was flooded with unconditional love. I had a like one of those moments of oneness, those moments of like, it's undeniable. It's undeniable how connected I feel to something that's higher that I get to choose. I can look at my past and I I know that past. And not only do I know it here, it's a story. I feel it because my body remembers. Your body remembers your past. We have to choose to actively engage in a higher power, in a higher self and let go. Put pause on that old stuff. Press pause on it. Nina says, surrender. Yes, we have to surrender to it, to allow it to be in. We have to allow ourselves to feel it. So feeling into this, when is the last time that you just flooded yourself and allowed yourself to become the embodiment of unconditional love? When's the last time that you felt undeniable, I'm connected and I know my divinity and I'm going to move from my divinity over my doubts? You have to understand like at any given time, there's either one of two forces that are leading us, our doubts or our divinity. And that's an interesting thing. We have to check in, like, what's leading me now? Is it my doubts? Because whoever I think I am, whomever 
I've been connected to my family, what has worked out for me in the past, what hasn't, like, am I connected to that? So there's these two driving forces, doubts or divinity, but nobody teaches us how to meet our divinity. I didn't learn. I didn't know how to connect with my divinity till what was I? Early 30s. I mean, I went, I made a choice for my 30th birthday to go to a silent meditation retreat. I almost went to Vegas. It was very, it was very uh, close call there. But what led me to make my choice was the diagnosis of the panic disorder and having doctors tell me. But I had to be willing to seek out my divinity. And I had to immerse myself in these things. And that's why you have to understand that you might feel like you're fighting up against yourself, trying to change a relationship pattern, trying to change a health situation, trying to change your income. And guess what? You are fighting up against yourself. (laughs) Alicia, story of my 20s. You are fighting up against yourself because you have the you that you've been and you can pump yourself up with as many podcasts as you want, but and as many books as you want, but it's a deeper work to unhook yourself from the more deeply held patterns. So this is why there's some people that you watch and it's like rockets. And, and you know, I have not been a rocket. I've had periods of rockets, but I'm work, I'm unhooking from so much stuff and I have to give myself grace. But there's people from the outside, people will be like, you did. You know, my people from back home will be like, you are like really rich. Like, give me some money. <laughs> but it's like, I know what I'm aiming for. I know what I what I'm is possible for me, but I am still unhooking. It's constant. It's it's consistent work. So I bring this to you today to ask you, are you really all in? And all in looks different for everyone. This is not one of those conversations. Are you really all in because you know it in your heart that you're all in with your season of radical transformation? Or is this just one of those passive seasons where you're just listening to things, scrolling, doing the same old things you do, having intentions, writing in your journal that you want to have a different reality, but you're not willing to do the actual uncomfortable part. And the uncomfortable part is living and being from the you that you know that you can be. That means that you're going to bump up against yourself and that you're going to feel so much uncomfortable. There's initiations. So when I talk about these patterns that I was releasing, I always, I knew this one way that I had a, I had a sabotaging part, uh, pattern that I started to recognize when my income started to reach multiple six figures because it happened kind of out of the blue in a sense because I was aiming for $100,000 and I hit $100,000 in six months. And I was like, what the hell just happened? I was on welfare like eight months ago. But the reality was that I had these sabotaging patterns that were coming up. But because I had the awareness and because I do the things that I teach, I saw it in myself. And the thing that I would do is I would call two people that always made me feel like shit every time I had a win. And I was like, I was so high. I was so excited. I was like expanding, you know, for those of you that understand your energy and you feel your energy, my energy, my field was so big. I was on top of the world. And what would I do? There was a part of me deep down that unconscious part of me. that's like, let's turn this temperature down, honey. You are too, you're too good right now. Let's call people that make us feel like shit. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it happened every time and it worked every time and I had to catch it. And that's how we catch ourselves. But for the average person, they don't even know they're doing it. It's familiar. It's comfortable. So it's a constant choosing and it feels like they're out of their control. So they think that getting a strategy or getting a marketing team or getting an ads person is going to change their business. And it's not. It's not. Not when you're still operating at the same energy. You have to understand it's like energy first calls. Then it's your actions and responses and like what you're doing. Because you're, what you're doing is, is good, but it's the energy that you're bringing because that energy is the, it's imbued with your intent, with your expectation, with everything you're feeling. And you have to understand. So this takes time. We experience it as time because nobody taught us these things for the most part. Like, I mean, kids that are taught this from an early age, like, Hallelujah. It's a blessing. But for many of us, we're not taught this. So we are not only deciding that we're investing heavily in our self-education, we are showing up for this work. We are doing these things because we are deciding, we, I say it for me and anyone else that is living this way, is we make a decision that our liberation is a priority in this lifetime. I don't know what you believe about other lives. I still play with what I believe about next lifetime or whatever. But all I know is in this lifetime, I know where I was. And life has given me this this fascinating lens that I've experienced the depths of hell. And everyone's experienced their own depths of hell in their own ways. But I've experienced life that like is very radically different than my life is today. I've experienced my body feeling radically different than it has now in this lifetime. And it was interesting because I mentioned earlier on that I'm rewriting, republishing, not rewriting. I'm revising gently my memoir and republishing it um, in the coming months. And it's because something I moved through at the end of last year into the beginning of this year, it was like, I cannot leave my readers (laughs) the way that I left them when they close that book. Because they need to understand that this is lifetime work. And it's okay that if you don't feel deeply, intricately called to do the depth of this work in this lifetime. But for me, I am called and I'm a teacher for those who are called. So on that note, what I want to let you know is that I also not only lead people into that, I like to teach people how to teach people these things. Because I had to dig so deep. I had to find so many teachers I had to fly across the world to be with all different kinds of people in different ways. And I did all this to understand how I could set myself free in these different ways. And going through what I went through in the past and being who I am today has given me a unique skill set. It's given me a sensitivity that sometimes feels like a curse and sometimes feels like, why? Why do I have this? It feels like I'm broken. Then other times it's like, oh, this is why I have this because I meant to know this and teach it to other humans. Like I am a teacher of compassion and divinity and all these things in this lifetime. Like it makes so much sense, but I wanted to teach other humans to be guides in this capacity. And that's why I created the miracle worker method because it is a deep dive into the awareness work. It's things that 
I discovered over years, six years of going to multiple silent retreats every, every year of flying to India and doing work that was not fun (laughs) was me going to Bali and having like really harsh teachers be like, this is nothing yet. And me like feeling like my heart is breaking and this is horrible. I've learned all the discernment. I've learned all the things. And what I knew is that I am not meant to be the the teacher of this only. I want to spread it to others. And not only do I want to spread it to others, I want to equip them to understand that these tools are going to show up so much more in the next five years and beyond in regular medicine. They're going to show up more in school. They're going to show up more in corporate world. These things, these tools, the miracle worker method and everything that's inside is like, it's where we're going. We're already there. Obviously, I've been moving through it, but like we're already there, but we're going even more. You're going to see. I'm someone that has been navigating a health thing. And as I was navigating it and I and I got my labs, I know everything's in flux. I shared a podcast about this. So it was last September. I got my labs and I was like, well, everything's in flux. My body's constantly changing. My biochemistry is changing. Even as I speak, as I lead this, as I go take a bath, it's constantly in flux. Knowing what I know, it's the same for everything. It's the same for our money. It's the same for our perception. It's the same. Life is constant flux. It's not what we think it is, okay? So knowing that, I'm constantly like, let me remember, let me let go of what I think life is right now, and let's play in the realm of miracles. If we expect miracles, we believe in miracles, and we understand that life is in constant flux, we experience different results. And at all those periods in time that I shared in the beginning of this, at all those periods of time where people were like, and I felt stuck there, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to ever get out of this. Like, Mind you, this is, as a solo parent, dealing with lots of horrendous memories and things. I navigated all these things and it was through this. And I feel like life did choose me in a sense. And I chose myself and answered the call. I RSVP'd to the call because I would have a unique way of letting everyone know that it's possible. But we personally have to decide that it's possible for us and we have to take the steps forward. For some of you, taking a step forward is like, I do want to go into an immersion. I do want to learn these things. And I'll tell you that I've been teaching these things for the last seven years, not the method, because before I would be like, I'm not teaching my method. I want to keep it to myself is what makes me a special teacher. But then I realized I'm not meant to teach everyone, nor do I want to teach everyone. Like, that's not that's not what this life is about. I want to share this with other people and I want to teach the right people. But what I was saying is this. That in teaching thousands of people, there's some people that surrender to this part of, I want to have the awareness. I want to learn full body listening. I want to get underneath what's happening and flip it over and ask, like, what's this about? And then there's people that are like, I just can't even have a five minute meditation. I will not do that breath work. I will not close my eyes during this. I'm going to turn off my camera and go on my phone. And it's not that they are wrong or bad people or any of these things, but there's a part of them that's not willing to go onto the other side and have that unrealistic transformation. Because any of us can push for a pop. We can push to have a thing happen. But to have something that's sustainable, that your life's like, 
who the hell am I now? I'm like a whole new person. I can hold whole new relationships. I can see life differently. I don't feel the same way. Like now, I, I feel like this is kind of crazy because it's a little illegal, <laughs> but someone gave me like a fake um, Vax card. And I was like, they're like, you can just go, you can go there with that. You can go to Bali with that. And I'm like, I'm not going there. Like I, I feel, I can feel it in my body. I don't want to go there and be like, lying a government fraud to get into a country like I'm good I'll wait till it opens back up but here's the funny part about that any of you read my book to know what I did in terms of the crime that I committed when I was younger in my early 20s because I was lost and because I was looking for love and I thought that was going to give me the love and affection from my daughter's father I did crazy stuff but I share that so that you can see like that woman doesn't exist anymore But I think that sometimes people read my book and they think, well, Nicole just did this. She went to an ayahuasca. She went to spiritual center and I can do it. You have to understand. And this is why I'm revising the ending of that book. (laughs) I'm revising the ending to paint a very clear picture of like what it takes for someone like me to move through those things. It takes being a woman that never gives up on herself. It takes a woman that makes unrealistic decisions that continues to make unrealistic investments. And when I say investment, it could be, I'm going to move. It could be, I'm going to do this medical thing. It could be whatever it is. It's not just with coaching, but it's like being unrealistic because I don't want to count on the reality that I know. How many of you are counting on and making decisions from the reality that you know, like it is Bible because it's not. That's the, that's the thing I want you to know. So this is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity for us to decide that today is the day my life changes forever. And that's in the small decisions. Like I'm going to do something I normally won't do and getting over it. And then you begin making it more natural. It becomes who you are. This is your opportunity. So what are you going to do with it today? How will you show up as a person that you've never met before? It's just a vision in your heart. It's a vision in your head. You're like, I know that I can be that person. I know that I can be that person. I'm going to stop subscribing, reacting, and doing the things that make me feel like crap. I'm going to stop fighting up against myself and see what happens when I let myself just walk through the fires. There's going to be some fires. And what I mean by that, it's going to feel hot. It's going to feel... It's going to feel like a lot. It's going to feel like a lot sometimes, but this is why we don't do it alone. You have to understand this for all my ladies in here. You have to understand that the feminine wants to be supported and led. Like you doing it all your own. I'm going to figure it out on my own so I can save money. I'm going to, I'm going to do it because I know how to do it. I'm going to do it because I can save a little bit of money here. I'm going to figure this thing out. Like you're burning your energy that you could keep to create a new you. (laughs) That's what you could do. It doesn't have to be so hard, but for women, we have to understand like, and for some of us that have been through the first three things that I shared, the patterns of toxic relationships, the diagnosis with like certain things in your body, because those diagnoses come from certain things, usually shame, guilt, abuse, all these things, but then living in poverty, you are used to carrying things right here, shouldering everything making it hard, choosing hard, choosing struggle. It's like who you've been. How do I know? Because that is me too. (laughs) 
That was me. And then it's like, how is this still showing up? How do I move into the next level of ease? How do I move into the next level of trust? How do I ease this tension in my body? So what I know is this. This is why I'm an embodiment teacher. This is why. Because I had to walk through this path on my own. So for any of you that feel like you are resonating with this and you're tired of doing this this way, and especially if you are a coach, a healer, or a guide, you cannot, it's going to be harder for you if you don't get on top of the embodiment work. It's just because it's up here and it's hitting a wall. It's hitting a wall. You have to go inward. You have to not only go inward, but you have to know how to begin to work with your body and energy in a new way. I call it speaking the language of your energy, but it can be speaking the language of your body. Like you have to have direct communication and learn how to work with it. And then when you unlock yourself this way, you unlock other people this way. So if you are ready to do this, I want to invite you to the miracle worker method because it happens once a year. I'm guiding it. I'm in it. My claws are in it in the best way possible this year because what I just moved through at the end of last year was like, it was a reminder of why I am called to do this. It was like a reminder of, there's so many people teaching about healing that have never experienced certain things. And I'm like, you don't have a right to. You can't say that it's all up here when you've never had these things in your body. Like you just don't have a right to, but there's people that will because they're experts. And I say this because we as women have to understand that our bodies are, they are record keepers and they also are our best friends. And when we begin to be best friends with our bodies, they will be like, sure, I feel safe to walk down that path with you. Let's go. But if they don't feel safe, they're like, I'm not going down that path. <laughs> so uh, Alicia says, embodied is the pathway to thriving as the world around us become more chaotic. Yes. So carrot killer, are you a vegan <laughs> or do you just love carrots? Uh, oh, yes. I feel it so much. The calling is there through the experience. So what I will say is like this opportunity is here for all of us. You can do it on your own. You can look for all the books. You can research different things and you can go and experience those things. And I think you should, it's not just books or it's not just retreats. It's not just therapy. And I will say like, for me back at that one diagnosis, when it was like panic disorder, anxiety, um, I forget what they called it. It was something else. And they're like, well, this is just your biochemistry. And I believe that's who I was. I didn't realize that our biochemistry is impacted by everything we eat and we drink. My teacher at the time, Michael Beckwith, at that retreat where I said, should I go to Vegas or go to this retreat? <laughs> I had no idea, but life guided me the right way. Um, we're, he's the first person that said that to me. And after that, I like went on this deep journey. And now I know like everything we hear changes our biochemistry. I can feel when cortisol is flooding through my body. I can feel when I feel like aroused in a good way. I can feel when my body says, yes, 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 yes. And we have to understand that this is a key. It's part of what unlocks us, but we have to know. So my friends, I'm sending you the best love. Um, if you know someone that should listen to this message, go ahead and share it with them, send it to them. And in the meantime, what I want to tell you is we still have 13 spots left as of this time for Miracle Worker Method 2023. 
it is going to be a really potent journey. Even if you're not a coach or a guide, reach out. I'll tell you if it's the right fit. If you're not and you want to go on the, the journey of the method, it's because you yourself have something that you want to experience a, a healing, a revealing, an awakening. And you want to have like the step-by-step in-depth process and go through it, right? Because it's not just going and having an experience. It's being taught like, do this, do that. And I want you to understand like it could be for you just for now. And it's something you may share with your kids. It's something you may share with someone else, but it should be from the space of like you yourself want to go through the process. If you don't want to go through the process, it's not for you. You have to go through it in order to teach it from an embodied way. And you'll be so glad you did because your nervous system is going to change. There's a business, um, there's a business module teaching you how to use these things to make more money. There is a leadership module, which is how it kicks off, teaching you to just raise your standards in leadership. And it's really like leading yourself through everything we're talking about right now. So there's that. And then there's a group coaching situation that's happening this week. And that has four spaces left. And there's already a group of women in that group, but it's kicking off this week and it actually includes Miracle Worker Method. So either of these things, any of these things call to you, reach out and let me know. And the links are also in my bio. So my friends, thank you so much for joining me on this message. I'm sending you so much love. If you want to hear it again, uh, you can come and get it here. But I'm also going...